I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. I know I said I was going to watch a new episode, but... um. I've been remiss because I've missed like a month of uh, fun stuff on the internet. Um, so I've headed over to the Adam Richard Has a Theory Facebook group where there is quite in-depth discussion going on that I'm completely out of the loop on. Um, <laughs> like I noticed it and I liked it, uh, but I haven't discussed it with everyone else. So let's get into it. Um, Jesse asks, what's everyone's guesses for Neil Patrick Harris's role in the 60th new villain or classic my guess in the comments oh it's a teaser <laughs> um so jesse's guess is i'm feeling the celestial toy maker energy would love to hear theories um yeah i agree with you jesse because he had like in the bigger picture that they released he had some like tools in his pocket um in his breast pocket and i thought well are they meant to be toy maker tools um because yeah at least they're not going with the celestial part so you know celestial toy market toy maker is inherently racist um celestial used to be a term used for chinese people um once upon a time uh and michael goff um when he played the character had like a full kind of mandarin outfit on uh possibly had some dodgy eye makeup on. I don't know. Most of the episodes are lost. Um, And look, you know, this is also (laughs) the... It, it like it's it's Peter keeps wanting me to watch the the Celestial Toy Maker and I say I can't because it's racist and he's like oh because of the Celestial but also they sing any many miny mo and they sing some horrific lyrics. Um, 
So it's uh, it, won't, it won't be happening. Like it was the 60s. It was terrible. Um, but thankfully, Nairi has gotten us out of the terrible Celestial Toymaker <laughs> racism hole and said, I think he's a new role, probably a villain. Um, to which Jesse has responded, a new role would be good. It's like it's Russell T. Davis. So it could be new with vague implications to an older one. Well, yeah, I guess if you're going to bring back the Toymaker, you're going to do some different things with him. Because there was another picture later on where he had like heavy eyeliner on and uh, a top hat and a full um, tuxedo and looked kind of, uh, you know, had kind of a vibe of the MC in Cabaret, which I thought was interesting. Um, So, yeah, uh, Nairi says, yeah, maybe it's a Missy-esque type character without the master connection. Someone who's ambiguous at first, like a librarian, storyteller, guide, but they have a nasty hidden agenda. Um, And Jesse's like, yes, I like this. I I like that too, Nairi. Like, maybe it's someone we uh, have completely forgotten about. Maybe it's the master, but not the master, the master of the fiction universe. Um, you know, in the Patrick Troughton story, uh, the mind robber, where they go to the, the land of fiction. Um, cause the, I think the Neil Patrick Harris thing, the, the way Russell T Davis has been talking about it, the return of David Tennant and Catherine Tate is like probably not a, a back in time kind of thing. Like it feels like it's being, you know, you know, it's not a real story for them. They're just sort of appearing or, they're, you know, maybe the Doctor gets turned into... Because this was another thing with the Celestial Toymaker. Um, apparently one thing they were going to do when that happened. So the Doctor becomes invisible for half the story and he's just a voice and moves some pieces around on a board in this weird game while... Uh, Stephen and Dodo are being put through the ringer by clowns and washer women um it's really strange uh (laughs) um but uh yeah um so what was going to happen was when the doctor reappeared because they were having some trouble with william hartnell you know he was kind of grumpy um i mean you know that's the character it's not like he was you know if you if you cast someone and tell them to be awful, don't be surprised when they're awful away from set because it's hard to dis- disassociate yourself with your character. Like that, I, I was in a play once where I played um, Donatella Kebab Versachacha, her name was, and she was running an, a and b on the Gold Coast. It was a very stupid play. Um, and I made up this ridiculous accent and, you know, the character was awful to everyone. Like she was a, a tyrant and she just was horrible. It was sort of like a vague murder mystery. Like it, the characters were like, they were, one of them was Kylie Minogue sort of thing and a Rhonda Birchmore sort of character. Um, anyway, I ended up being horrible to everyone uh, during the play. And I was like, well, you know, this is the character I'm playing. It's like, it's, just because I'm not doing the funny voice and wearing the wig doesn't mean I'm not always here and present in my character. That was my excuse. All right. Maybe I was just awful. Um, anyway, <laughs> William Hartnell was trouble. Um, but also, you know, he kept forgetting his lines and stuff. You know, it was the reason they had to get rid of him in the end because he was... Because of his uh, illness. Um, but, 
Yeah, so at this point, they were thinking about getting rid of him. And what their plan was, was that when the Doctor stopped being invisible, it would be a different actor. Um, imagine that. Imagine that was the, you know, every time the Doctor had to regenerate. <laughs> they had to call in Michael Goff to come and wear his, his racist outfit and... <laughs> And make the Doctor invisible for half an hour. Um, but, yeah, so there were plans to replace William Hartnell as early as this. I mean, it's still in the third series. Like, he wasn't replaced. He was replaced, like, early the next season. So, you know, it was going on. Um, Jack says about the uh, Neil Patrick Harris casting, I get greatest show in the galaxy vibes due to the tuxedo costume and the circus posters. Yes. Oh, my God. The psychic circus making a comeback. Jesse's like, oh, I love this theory. Um, Jack said, I was looking at the general costume and the circus posters and thought they looked familiar. Admittedly, the phone number that's listed on the poster threw me a little considering it's apparently Martha's. Um, either way, the general vibe of it <laughs> gives off a celestial toy maker greater show in the galaxy vibe. Um, and Jesse said it might be that there's only certain phone numbers I can use for TV shows. Or maybe Martha is coming back. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, by the way, I apologize for all the noise going on outside. Like, I've only got one chance to record this and you're going to get a lot of beeping and horribleness because... There's always construction going on at my house at the moment. Um, uh, Jack says, I feel like Martha will be there because there's been airings of unit soldiers. She could be undercover at the circus and she worked for a unit a bit there. Ooh, that's interesting. I haven't seen the unit soldiers. It's like, you know, it's hard to avoid spoilers when people are turning up to Bristol to watch filming. Um... <laughs> Uh, Jesse also got the COVID. Uh, so big hugs to you, Jesse. I hope you're doing well. Um, and Nari uh, is finally out of the COVID. Everyone's getting COVID. It's all over the place. Um, so I hope everyone's all right. I hope everyone's not as, um, you know, battered uh, by this as I am. Um, other things that I've read recently about the new series, uh, Russell T. Davis has given an interview saying that he's seen the Centenary special, which is coming up in like October, is it? I think in the next few months. Um and he says it's 90 minutes. Oh, my God. And I thought Orville episodes were too long. Um, but I'm sure it's great. He says 90 minutes is, you know, action-packed, exciting and fun. Uh, so that'll be good. Um, hopefully 90 minutes will give them time to do both the big action set pieces and fun and running around and also have some kind of, you know, quiet emotional moments. Because that was something that the Sea Devils thing, I think, kind of fumbled a bit because it was like, oh, action, 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 sad, sad, sad. I don't know how I'm feeling. Action, action, action. And it's like, what? How? It just was all a bit disjointed. And I get that it was done at the height of COVID and, you know, things were kind of a bit all over the place. So, I, you know, I can forgive it a little bit. But, yeah, hopefully the Jodie's finale will give her plenty to do um, and she'll, you know be amazing it'll be a huge great send-off but yeah i i really don't know what's going to happen but i'm kind of excited for it um all right does anyone have any more thoughts and theories they want to go through before i get on to another episode because uh it feels weird starting episode one on the last episode of the week 
<laughs> and then there's a big break. Um, all right. <laughs> Send me your thoughts and theories. Uh, if, don't forget, patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard if you want unedited episodes and bonuses. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.